I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Hollywood Life cast where we bring you the best exclusive celebrity news, the juicy celebrity interviews, insider secrets about all of your favorite stars and now your host former editor-in-chief of cosmo glamour and us weekly the president and editor-in-chief of hollywoodlife.com bonnie fuller hey guys i am so happy to be here with you today with our hollywood life podcast so much news very juicy But before we get to that news, I got to tell you, we've got a fantastic guest this week. We have the greatest female volleyball player that this country has ever had, Gabrielle Reese. And we talked to her all about her career and the career of her equally fabulous and famous husband, Laird Hamilton, who is like the probably the most epic surfer in the entire world and that the world has ever seen. But before we get to that, I have to admit, I am not alone here in our Hollywood Life podcast studio above New York City's Bryant Park. I am here with our entertainment editor, Emily Longaretta. This is more of like a joke about wanting to like bang Burt Reynolds. Not that it was a joke, like I would totally do it. And people are like, he's like 80, Trish. And I was like, that's my age range. Like, that's my number. Listen, I still got the eye of the tiger. You know that. Look, Rocky, you got the eye of a tiger and the IQ of a lima bean. Yo, love my intro. I am not a 90-year-old woman, even though it may seem that way from that little clip put together. Well, just because you want to bang Burt Reynolds, I bet he'd be happy to hear that. Sylvester Stallone, my dream man. <laughs> That's the longest intro I think we've ever had in this podcast. It's even longer than Chino's, which makes me think that maybe Chino's got an even new, newer, longer intro up his sleeve. Chino, the producer. Drop beats and dropping that knowledge. Yeah, it's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> if, it know, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, but you know, you've pared that down. It used to go on and on and on for half the broadcast here. I have I have many intros, but I'm, I'm sticking with the old one. Um, but I, w- I was out of town last week. I was in L.A., so I couldn't be on the show. Oh, that's why um, that's why it was so easy for us to tape it. Uh, so, sorry, Gino. Yeah, so um, I'm sure no one listened since uh, we all well, it was it was half the time because there was no intros. So. I know, exactly. we, we all know why they tune in. They want to hear those drops, baby. Um, but no, I had a really good time in LA. I was out there covering the Variety Young Hollywood Awards. We talked to like Elle Fanning and uh, Joe Curie from Stranger Things and just all kinds of cool people. It was it was a really good time. And you can check that all that out on our Hollywood Life YouTube channel. All That's right. A lot of great interviews. Yes. But we, um, Gabrielle Reese was so cool. Like, uh, it was so, 
I don't know. We haven't had a lot of amazing like top level athletes on the show. No, we haven't. It was really refreshing. Yeah, it was really cool to hear. And she just talked a lot about what it's like to be, you know, the best in the world at something and what it's like to be married to someone who is also the best in the world at something. And the kind of just like. And they have two kids, don't they? Two little daughters. Yes, they have they have young kids. And she, she was just like really fascinating and really candid and really open about this sort of weird, interesting life they live in Hawaii. And I think it's especially good timing seeing as we're just coming off the Olympics. So this is like our athletic show. I did misidentify her <laughs> as an Olympian. She won. I, I, um, there's Bonnie's getting a phone call. But uh, we have we have a lot of news to get to, right, Bonnie? Starting right. with Ooh. some kind of shocking and slightly gross news, right? Something happened to SNL alum. Oh, not less, alum. Current yes, SNL cast. That's right. She's not an alum. Yeah, she actually got confirmed that she will be back next season. Yes. And you know what? This was really terrible. But Leslie Jones got hacked. And I guess that she got her iCloud or her cell phone hacked. And it was like, I mean, it is just so, so wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> I was blowing I up. She's I turned very popular it. today. Yeah, I thought I turned that whole Don't thing off. Don't worry, we just taught off. her how to, how to put it on vibrate, though. So she's all good now. Okay, so she got... So she got her passport was exposed. Her driver's license was exposed. This was all put up on her website and quite a variety of nude photos. Her most embarrassing photo was her and Kim Kardashian, as Gino said. <laughs> I mean, the but, person and stealing one, Gino's jokes. But just to fine. clarify, they were not nude together. Whoever was trying to humili- humiliate her was like, what are the most embarrassing things Leslie Jones has ever done? Like, well, anal sex, n- Ew, nude, nude, fo- nude photos for her friends and the time she posed with Kim. <laughs> Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll course, get. We'll sounds get, like Gino spent a lot of time poring over those hat photos. I, I did, but we want to get into like a broader discussion about taking photos like that and like what we think of it. Um, but anyway, moving on, we also have other stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. Because speaking of sexuality, Bella Thorne came out this week as a bisexual, and you know, really got a warm embrace from her fans. So we think that's fantastic. And so we're going to tell you about that. Meanwhile, Justin Bieber returned to LA and into the arms of Sophia Ritchie, who is having her 18th birthday party. Woo-hoo. But I know, woohoo! But we do hear. <laughs> that um, Selena is devastated over the whole situation. What's up, guys? This is Justin Bieber. (laughs) Just dating girls. That, yeah, that's he right. He is busy dating life. girls. I do. I love girls. Well, while he was over in London, he hung out with another blonde called Bronte Blamfeed. Like, such an interesting name. What a Bronte, name. like, is she related to the Brontes? Like, Emily Bronte? <laughs> Well, I think that's her first name. I know, but you, you never know. You know, that's families, true, they doctor these names. It's, it's crazy. Flip things around. So we're going to talk about that. And then we are also going to talk about Bachelor in Paradise, which Emily and I are addicted to. Addicted. It's incredible. Gino pretends that he doesn't watch it, but guys, we think he watches Listen, it. Listen, I have a long history of Bachelor watching and Bachelorette watching. I'm not currently watching, so I'm going to let you guys take this away. But... um. Per usual, we have to say um, thank you guys so much. I just want to thank everyone for the amazing iTunes reviews. We've gotten so many reviews lately. I think all of our begging has really paid off. So we really appreciate it if you guys go to iTunes and give us a five-star review and just leave us some comments about the show. So I just want to um, read some since there's, there's like so many. Um, oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So oh, thank you guys. Yeah. So Unhappy Sister gave us five stars. Uh, she says, listen. 
Would love if Hollywood Life was added to Snapchat's Discover channel. <laughs> Make that happen. Thank XO. you. You guys are awesome. Are you listening to that Snapchat Discover channel? <laughs> Should we tell our story about that? Or is that, is that, is that inside baseball? No, we'll, we'll skip it. <laughs> but we will be putting up on our new Instagram stories some of the special Snapchat stories that Gino created, which were amazing. Yes, we will. Um, uh, Frozen Spirit also gave us five stars. I love listening to podcasts, and this sweet one is simply perfect. Listening nice. to Hollywood Life gossip oh. and laughing with some of my favorite reporters, HollywoodLife.com's website I adore, and I'm glad to see how prosperous it is on all media and social outlets. Oh, and she's, sweet. She yeah, spelled, thank you. She spelled favorite with O-U. Um, she must be Canadian. Yeah, you thank get, you. a Canadian <laughs> fan or an English fan, so <laughs> what up, Frozen Spirit? Also, <laughs> Izzy Dizzy Bang Bang said, <laughs> Great name. <laughs> Says host comments regarding reviews got me off my bum onto my keyboard and rate five stars. I think this is another English, uh, like someone from England. Why? Because she calls it bum? Yes. Off my bum. I think that's a dead giveaway. Maybe she's just really know, polite. Some people call it bum. Yeah. That's like a nice way to say it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Izzy says, I can't handle the pain in your voices when you have no new five star <laughs> reviews. I also can't handle losing my weekly distraction from reality. Celebrity news and gossip is better than therapy and cheaper too. So please. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, please, I'm not a fan. Bring on the Kardashians. I don't know if you have quite found your stride, but don't give up and keep up the good work. <laughs> you don't have nearly enough entertainment of this sort. I can't wait for more. Really? Not enough Kardashians for her? F she wants more? I think that's the gist. Um, okay. Mom, you're going to have to hire some more staff. I don't know how much more Kardashians, Kardashians we can do. Really, really re appreciate the detailed review uh, there. Uh, another one by Bally Rally. Great podcast with reliable sources for celebrity news. All hosts being three unique, insightful characters. Wish they would be a little more consistent putting up the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Gino. That's an attack on Stop, Gino. Yeah. Personal attack. That's right. Stop <laughs> taking vacation sick days and going to LA. Um, Gino, no more vacations. Ever. Hard, I don't think going to... I was not on vacation in LA. <laughs> um, how about... But also, Anna79 says, Love this podcast. My weekly obsession. Haven't seen any new episodes for weeks, though. Where, where did you guys go? Wait. We're back. Gino, we're here. We we're only, here. We're here. Wait, we only this missed is, two. Yeah, th I mean, this was written a couple weeks ago. We when we were sort of in the doldrums of like transitioning from one thing to another, and finally, sweet, sweet mint julep is back. Ooh. One of our one of our favorites who always gives us uh, some love with five stars. I'm so happy to hear you guys again. I thought you got canceled. Do podcast? Oh, we wouldn't we was, wouldn't do that to you, sweet mint julep. I was going to riot and start petitions to get you guys back. It was oh. definitely not the same without you guys. Oh. Still the best and awesome above all. Keep them coming hashtag Gino is the best <laughs> Gino just made that up guys we can't even see the screen hashtag, <laughs> hashtag number one wow sweet mint julep sweet mint julep sweet mint oh yeah. and that I was going to say sweet mint hit me up on social at Gino Orlandini <laughs> on Twitter I don't know I'm he's single I'm single that's he's what. single <laughs> Mics are cracking a little bit, but uh, but um, I forgot. We also want to make sure we're giving our socials on the show, so you can oh, that's find right. me at Gino Orlandini uh, everywhere. Bonnie, where are you at? That was just very convenient for you to give <laughs> out right your in. contact info <laughs> after Sweet Mint Julep revealed that you're her number one. Well, it's a mutual crush. <laughs> okay, um, I am Bonnie Fuller on Twitter. Really easy to find, and Bonnie underscore Fuller on Instagram. Hit me up. Yeah, hit Bonnie up, definitely. Um, I am at Emily Longretta on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. I'm all over the place. 
Yeah, I like to keep them the same across every platform. Yeah, I, mean, I tried, can. but she somebody tried. somebody took mine and on Instagram. And they don't even post. We need to call and like tell them to take you know, it down. That's they don't true. They don't even post. They stole my name and they don't post, <laughs> so I have to be an underscore. You got to be an early adopter. Even if you don't think you're going to like the social media mm-hmm. thing, you got to be an early adopter, I think. To Yeah, but I feel like we have we- like weird last names, so we didn't have to really worry about that. I feel like they Yeah, like Fuller is kind of... more common. Yeah, Gino yeah. Orlandini is never taken. Like no, I can, Emily I could go to either. my maiden name, which would never be taken. What's your maiden name? Her are you serious? Yeah, oh. but it's and it's spelled a weird way. It's H U R O. It's like nobody spells it. Like oh that. yeah, I've never yeah. seen that before. Um, so, fun fact about Bonnie. Yeah. Well, aside from uh, <laughs> I've just been married so long, I barely remember that maiden name. <laughs> Let's move on to our next segment, though. Um, enough with spelling our names. Uh, what are we crushing on this week? I, Emily, let's start with you. What are you crushing on this I week? I am crushing on Nina Dobrev. She recently posted a photo with Julianne Huff, and it's showing her almost her whole butt. She's on the bear, beach. Bear, bear, yeah, bear butt. She's on. Why did we say bum? Bear bum. Oh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not as nice. She's posting her, showing her bear bum on a boat. She currently uh, isn't on Vampire Diaries right now, but I know she'll be back. And clearly, the time off has done her well because her body looks more in shape oh, than ever. Oh my god, it looks so good. In fact, Julian mm-hmm. Huffs looks so good, and they had a third friend. Yeah, there. I mean, they only have it attractive a, friends. It was a triple moon. But, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but that's my crush for sure. Nina Dobrev, that's a hot one. Um, she's yeah. I don't. What, what is she doing though? She Vampire Diaries is done. Is she? Well, she's she, got some movies. She's gonna be in Triple X. It's the oh, Vin Diesel. Really? Yes. So she, that's her big thing coming up. She's like the, the what? She's Tri- like she's like the Bond girl of Triple X. Yes. Bonnie, never mind. <laughs> You're not gonna go see Triple X. Okay, Let's but, just move on to your endorsement. But she's also gonna be on the last season of Vampire she's Diaries. Definitely she's definitely making some so. appearances. Thank the Lord. Uh, we've been yes. waiting for you, Elena. Damon needs you. No. He needs okay. you. <laughs> Bonnie, what are you crushing on? Okay, Besides well, Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I'm in a very Canadian state of mind. Per usual. <laughs> and I'm crushing on our Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, because, first of all, he does celebrate girl power all the time. Half of his cabinet which is like um, like all his ministers, half of them are female. Half of the ambassadors that he's named to other countries are female. And he celebrated Can- Canadian the Canadian women at the Olympics because they brought home 16 of the country's 22 medals. And the standard bearer um, for like who, the woman who, well, the person who led the whole team in to the whole Olympic stadium, we had Michael Phelps. It was, it was Canadian trampolinist Rose McClellan. There's a great picture of, uh, of Justin Trudeau with her. And they had this swimming sensation. It was just 16 years old. She's like in high school. Penny, oh God, now I forget how to pronounce it. Oleas? Alexiak. 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 She caught a gold, two silvers, and two bronze. At no, 16. a gold, a silver, and two bronze. 16 years old. She's like our, their Katie Ledecky or my Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Yeah, and he celebrated them all. And I have just other fact. I, um, like I said, I've been married for a long time, but I found an old picture of my husband from when we were like first year of marriage. Uh, when I, my husband cleaned out his office in the last couple of weeks, so he found all these old pictures. And... He ha- looked so cute, and he looked just like Justin Trudeau. <laughs> oh Your husband is his doppelganger. Yeah, he's his doppelganger. Maybe not quite so tall, but... Bonnie, you have to post that as your throwback picture on you know Instagram what I sh- this week. Oh, I should. Definitely. Yeah, it's a really cute picture. 
Okay. Okay. Well, Bonnie, thank you for reading the full <laughs> results of the Canadian <laughs> Olympic team. That was scintillating. Um, <laughs> You're just jealous. <laughs> but uh, totally. okay, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna for, for I'm for my crush. I'm gonna continue on a theme um, I brought up from last time. Is I just I'm so obsessed with Stranger Things, even though it only took me like two days to watch. I'm still thinking about it. And uh, while I was in LA, I got a chance to actually me and Mike Cherico, our reporter, got a chance to interview Joe Keery from Stranger Things, who is like sort of the bully in the show, but he's also not a bully. He's like also a hero. He's kind of both things. And I think he's going to be a bit of a breakout star. I could see him being a big star in the future. He's kind of a matinee idol. And um, he has like the most amazing hair you've ever seen. Really? It was kind of a, a big sensation on social media. because what's his hair It's like? just like giant 80s hair. And it's kind of amazing. Oh, sounds we, like my husband's. And we, <laughs> we asked him about it on the carpet, and uh, he was a good sport about well, it. Let's see this picture. I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe that's... Oh, I asked him if the hair... Oh, he's really cute. He's got like a pompadour. Yeah. That's like 50s hair. Yeah, I asked him if the hair was going to come back in season two. So, spoiler alert. Uh, come back in season two. I don't know. Maybe that's... Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I just get bald head. I lose my hair season two. I don't know. Hopefully, I guess. I don't know. I just grew it out, and they did, they did the thing. So, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, so yeah, Gino, can, he's cute. You can check that out on our YouTube channel. That interview with Joe Curie. I think he's gonna be a thing, a, a going concern going forward. Like, I don't know. I could see him being a big star. So I, I would like to see that. We'll have to keep an eye okay, on. Okay, we will. And yeah. I think I think we've written about him on Hollywood have, Life too. Yeah, yeah he's mm -hmm. a hunk. But uh, let's let's make a creepy segue into our new segment. How about that? So creepy today when Leslie Jones got hacked and somebody hacked into her website and put up all of these nude photos of her, put up her passport, put up her driver's license. And also like, you know, it, there was a, a highly racist element to this as well. They put up Harambe gorilla videos and she has been attacked, like suffered racist attacks um, ever since Ghostbusters got underway. It's just disgusting. And so I suspect that this was a racist hacker who um, also, like, wanted to humiliate her. And, you know, I just think that this is terrible. Like, first of all, what is with iCloud? What is with phones that they can be hacked so easily? Mm -hmm. I don't know how this is even really happening. I don't know how it's possible to hack into it. But I feel like iCloud needs to really up their security. Because, I mean, after the fappening, we found yes. out that all of these celebrities... We also found out that all of these celebrities are taking nude photos. Exactly. And keeping them on their phone. Yes. So it's it's a little strange. I don't really know where that where the next step would be for iCloud because they, something needs to change. Well, we here. should say it's not like it's been confirmed that these photos were leaked via iCloud, but like right. all the other hacks were. I mean, were self, a lot of them were selfies. We could see her hold like you, one of her is laying in bed. She clearly took herself. Yeah. What the weird thing about seeing celebrities, and we, let me just say what these, these photos are. There's some celebrities of her, or some photos of her taking selfies like on a bed. They're obviously like kind of sexy selfies you would be sending to someone like mm -hmm. a lover or whatever and then there's like some hardcore like sex photos of her like having anal like penetration sex with mm -hmm. with someone thank you think, gino for being so explicit well that's what i mean I'm, that's what happens like there was two or three photos that look and this was all do we say this is all on her personal website her personal website <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah and they have been taken down it, now yeah so. it was but it was i would had to be up for at least an hour yeah but you know here's the terrifying thing aside from the fact that she was hacked and that this was done. The hackers have all this material. So the website has been taken down, but they could post this again. They could post it anywhere. And let's be honest, half the people that probably saw it took screen grabs of it. 
I mean, half the people in our office probably took you scrubs just, of it just because do you not know, imp- do, do not impugn the no. Hollywood life staffers, <laughs> you please. Can't, you, you can't. Not saying for to no, share, but you, I'm once just something saying, is on the internet, it's pretty it's much gone, impossible to erase it. it just right. that's it's like a virus that spreads. You right. can't. You know, no, no once it's out there, anybody can get it. But the thing is, is these hackers could decide to post it other places. And so, you know, her privacy has just been violated in the most serious way. And you have to remember, like, anybody's privacy is clear, clearly can be invaded. And so, you know, people really have to think about pictures they take, things that they put on their phone. Anything is really going to could become in the public domain. Yeah, I have to say she is actually the most like body. Like when she was doing the press tour for Ghostbusters, she was like, like when she was on like Kimmel and all the talk shows. She's definitely the most body of all of those girls, and it was like down to get tell raunchy sex jokes and sex yeah. stories and like. It's in some ways this isn't totally off her brand. I think she could spin this and like come out with a funny response and kind of give a I don't give a f. Oh, let's be honest, she's totally gonna make fun of it on Saturday Night Live oh, when it comes back absolutely. next month. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Of course, she, for sure, because she's a great because she, she has a great spirit. But know, we're lucky but that she's positive about it because it's not okay to do that. It's, it's not, not okay, okay no matter how much she spins it and she makes a joke out of it. It is not okay. It, the weirdest thing about seeing a celebrity naked photo is like it's you're seeing someone be sexual like totally out of context right like we were talking about that two weeks ago about the justin penis pics that came out is like you know like the fake ones um no the real, no, one. the real, the real one. ones yeah yeah the real ones and like we were saying how like a penis the problem with the penis pic is like it doesn't have any context right like a penis out of context is always like no thanks <laughs> no thanks a time and a place like even for a guy it's like no thanks <laughs> well, we don't want to see yours definitely, <laughs> definitely for a guy but like that's why guys shouldn't send penis pics because it's out of context it's like in An- the, Anthony Weiner you hear that yeah a, a penis in the right context totally fine but when it, com- when it comes out of nowhere on your on your IMs or whatever you're like no it's not for me and I feel like that that's the same way that is with the celebrity uh, nudity and I like yeah. this is what Jennifer Lawrence's point was kind of is that like it's this is why it's such a violation because you're taking like it's like an intimate moment that was met meant to be in context and out of context it's just so weird yeah well of course it's so weird it's uncomfortable for the world because this was not meant to be seen by the world and this was meant to be you know part of a relationship but the thing is is that I, I do think that all celebrities affect Every person needs to be forewarned because this keeps happening. You cannot have naked photos on your phone. Like, you just can't. But the thing is, like, this advice will go unheeded. Everyone ha- does this. Like, everyone does. I don't do this. I was saying earlier, <laughs> if you hacked my phone, you'd just find pictures of my cat. So I don't... And that's my literal... My like, flowers. My, my literal cat. <laughs> my pots. So, like, yeah. I take a lot of pictures of my flower pots. I know. But <laughs> you guys are both, like, not single. Like, I'm telling you out here in this dating game... She knows, these, like, I have nude pictures. I'm telling you. These in late, other words, he likes to get nude photos No, I love it. Him. I love it. But I'm telling you, like, I, I'm not saying how much experience I've had with this, but some experience. Like, girls girls like to do this, and they... Wait, yeah. they like to send you nude photos? No, my, a lot of my they friends like to do t- it. They like to take them, and they don't... It's not always about sending them. They like to take them, first of all. Because people like to see how they look and kind of like, where, where am I at? And like, am I sexy? Where, it's just, it's kind of a part of how I think young women are like 
well, expressing probably, their sexuality it's now. Be with Kim's book, Selfie, and just the whole Kardashian um, selfie nude photo uh, situation or phenomena, like I think a lot of girls want to see, am I, do I look as good as our Kardashian? Yeah. Because Absolutely. Kim takes virtual naked pictures of herself and posts them online. It looks perfect. And then does photo shoots where she is completely naked. In fact, I think every Kardashian sister at this point has done nude photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, all, yeah. I think especially like when you're an inter- entertainer. So it I, makes it seem like it's normal. Right. Like it's normal behavior. But I also think like when, like for entertainers specifically, I think we've seen a lot of this because a lot of entertainers are in long distance relationships. And that's when I've seen Right. a lot is like this is a for, this is like seduction when you can't really see the person all the time it's like either what gets things started or it's like what keeps things going and yeah. it's it's almost like out of necessity for people who are always traveling and can't be with their significant other yeah i think that's a good point i think that if they were there all the time together it's not usually like that but actors are never in the same no, city so many of these photos like that we've seen were all like in random hotel rooms right. it's clear that people are on the road and like trying to keep the relationships going well, whether or not that be the case, I think you've got to be forewarned that nothing is pers- nothing is personal and private anymore. That hackers will stop at nothing to get into your private stuff. So, Gina, clean out your phone. Is put what it Bonnie's online. Saying. Clean it no, out. I just think it's a horrible reality. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that there's. I mean, if if iCloud can't figure out how to keep hackers out, if hackers are getting into the DNC emails and getting into the State Department emails, like. Nothing is sacred. Nothing's free. Didn't they break into the NSA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so forget having nude photos on your phone. <laughs> you just have to have the understanding that if you're taking nude photos, even if it's to keep a relationship alive, that you have to be prepared that they could go public. Now, the thing is, it's almost, on one hand, it's really, really terrible for a celebrity to have this happen, but it's never hurt a celebrity's career to have nude photos. Yeah, I mean, um, almost public. every celebrity has them at this point. Yeah, like it's not hurt anybody. However, let's remember, most private people, you have nude photos that circulate out there. That can you hurt you getting a job. Mm-hmm. Like employers, prospective employers, look at people's Facebook pages. They look at all their social media, and they look for things like that. And if and so it, you have a lot more to lose as a private person yeah. if your nude photos totally, are hacked. Yeah, totally agree. But um, I, let's like Gino, if you so Gino, <laughs> we're saying just just delete them. I, yeah, I don't I don't have any nude <laughs> photos. Like I don't I don't know if you guys misheard me. I'm not taking nude photos of myself. Oh, you're receiving. But, yeah, well, but you, but you should keep, warn your you young ladies. Them, if you save theirs, they, if true. your phone gets hacked, what if it was Leslie's a guy she was seeing right, his phone right. that got hacked? Well, I think this and is like part of the utility of like Snapchat, right? Too right. Exactly. It's like we're not saving any of these photos. Like, no, but so, it's still out there for 24 hours, and people take a picture of. No, them. no, well, not like not if you send them someone. No, that's if you put it to your story. You don't want to post it. In the, you don't want to post a naked photo to your Snapchat story. If you if you DM a, a naked photo to someone, it'll disappear as soon as they However, see it. However, if they screen grab it, you will get an alert that they screenshotted yes, yes. it. Yes, so you'll know. I've yeah. done it before. I and know. people have not with so naked got, photos. Okay, but. so then they have a screenshot. Well, then yeah. it lives forever. So yeah, forget get the fact that it want. disappears in 24 hours. It doesn't. It never disappears. Remember, nothing disappears today. So, right. Leslie Jones... I think has been, uh, you know, it has been a victim, a complete victim, and I, my heart goes out to her, and especially about the racist, like the racist smears that she's been subjected to. But this will not hurt her career, as you said. She'll make fun of it in SNL. Everyone will move on. She will not hurt her getting other roles, and that's the same for any celebrity. But in real life, for people who aren't, you really have to think about it. 
It could hurt you. Uh, fair enough. Think uh, about personnel directors, human resource people. He's <laughs> giving Gino the side eye. Right? Most, this is mostly what I think look about. Too kindly on these things. Okay, but speaking of sexuality, <laughs> let's let's move on to another story that's that's also and and uh, to do with sexuality, and that is Bella Thorne coming out as bisexual, right? Like, I don't know. We we're Bella is definitely like a friend of Hollywood Life. Yeah, She's yeah we been love on the her. Podcast. She's been. Um, Gino and I see her everywhere. She came in and to do. Uh, what was that movie she did with, with Pearson Fode, I think? Oh, no. She did a movie with Adam Sandler. Whatever. She's been on the Regardless. show. She's, she's been on our Hollywood Live YouTube channel a lot. She comes in, does video interviews. Like, we're big fans. We love her. And she has a big life change, right? Well, I guess it's not a life change. She just became open about her about who she really is. And it was interesting because she did it in a tweet to a fan. She posted a picture of herself kissing a friend of hers, Bella Pendergast. Pendergast? Pendergast. Pendergast. Is it Pendergast? Or wait. I think it's Pendergast. Whatever. Okay, Okay. we're going to look it up. (laughs) So she posted a picture of herself kissing her, and she said that she was her soulmate. And I guess that prompted questions to her on Twitter about, are you bisexual? And she answered yes. So she was very honest about it. And, um, and so that's how she came out about her sexuality. And she had just broken up with her boyfriend of about a year, Greg Sulkin. Yeah, we actually interviewed Bella back um, just over a year ago in June. And, and she, at that time, it was like brand new with her and Greg. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what she had to say to us about, about Greg. It's so hard to name one. My favorite thing about Greg is probably that... Okay, so for instance, we went to uh, the movies with his mom and his dad. It was my first time meeting them. And uh, the fire alarm went off in the middle of the movie. Oh, it was so, so weird and crazy. And I've never had that happen at Arc-like before. And like, so everybody like rushed out. And there was this woman crying. Her daughter was crying. And she was in a wheelchair. And like, I was in heels. I never wear heels. Why did I wear heels? Yeah. And like, I was trying to walk down the stairs with his mom. And he sent me off with his mom so that him and his father could go help this woman in a wheelchair. He's a very caring person even when he doesn't have to be he is no matter what so you know, yeah you're constantly yeah wrong. just like you know oh, really such a sweet story. really really in love and bell then that's just an example of like how great bell is when you talk to her she's always like so full of life and um yeah she's so, so beautiful too oh, yeah oh gorgeous we emily and i were talking about <laughs> like following her on snapchat if you don't follow bell on snapchat she's a must follow she is a must she follow. takes probably like a hundred photos of herself a day and she shows wow. like how amazing her figure is she does makeup oh. tutorials she does everything that a girl would want to see everything that a guy would want to see it used to be a lot of making out with greg salkin also a lot of <laughs> yeah. pda with that which now yeah. maybe it'll be i don't know pda with someone new yeah, Bella's well, like skin goals. She's like so gorgeous. Yeah, she really is. And she's got an amazing figure. And she's got a great career ahead of her. She's starting a new show this fall, isn't yes, she? Yes, she's currently filming. She's the lead on a new show on Freeform. So I think that's going to be huge for her. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I think this is kind of cool for her to say that. Because yeah. I think she really can relate to a lot of fans. That- Absolutely. Listen, lots of, lots of young women and young men find out that they're bisexual and so you know having somebody like Bella be honest and open about it and cool about it just makes it makes them feel good about themselves you know they might have questioned their sexuality and this really helps them and so she also got a very very warm reception from her fans who all tweeted support and so then she thanked them on Twitter as well definitely I think it was a little interesting who the girl was that she was kissing as well Which was her her brother's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, so people, all her fans are speculating, was her brother's ex-girlfriend, who was also called Bella, her new girlfriend. 
But what we've learned at HollywoodLife.com is that's not the case. They're just really good friends, and they goof around all the time. And friends they with do, benefits. And they do call <laughs> each other soulmates because they're such close friends. But her friend, Bella, isn't a celebrity. She's actually like a pre-med, pre-veterinarian mm-hmm. a student. Um, and she just went like where to Africa to go and help in veterinary clinics and stuff. Nice. Like very cool young woman. Well, let me just play devil's advocate for a moment because I know a lot of people are going to say about this is like, you know, like the, the gay rights movement is you know is, is making so much great progress right now. But people are going to say, oh Bella, you know, you just had a like a really hard breakup. You're very young, and you're just like it's easy to say this for attention and like. Maybe you like to kiss girls. Are you really bisexual or are you just like kind of doing this to get publicity? Oh, I don't think people are going to say that. Why are you saying that? People are saying it. They are? Yeah, Yeah. of course. Do you know when I talked about it? I mean, people have been saying that. If she is bisexual, 100% support awesome. But yeah, I think people are going to question it because she has never spoken about it before. It is, you know, she's always been in relationships with men. I know, but it took a long time for Miley Cyrus to speak about it too. And Miley was actually about the same age when she started to reveal that she was gender fluid and that she liked girls as well as guys. And so, you know, I don't, I think she's of the age where you really start to come into your own sexuality or understand your sexuality. And so I don't question it. And I feel bad that people are, I mean, Bella doesn't need to do something like that for attention. I I mean, I think, isn't the didn't the Kinsey experiments reveal like forty years ago that almost everyone is basically on a spectrum? Like I don't necessarily think at a certain point people will need to come out as bisexual. It just sort of will be like assumed that there's a certain amount of people who are like in the middle of that spectrum, and it's not necessarily that you are a label bit bisexual, right? Like at, I don't even know that you need to claim it at some point. Like all people are are sort of like gender fluid and sort of sexual uh, whatever you would call it like well one of the things that we heard at hollywood life is that that she she maybe was inspired to come out now as bisexual because Kristen stewart who she admires very Mm -hmm. much came out and talked about her girlfriend and her sexuality she didn't really mean Kristen didn't really talk about her sexuality she just came out and said she's in love with her girlfriend alicia cargyle and that inspired bella to to you know because she admires Kristen so much but i think as an actress i think that highlights the spectrum that we're talking about right like miley cyrus is probably somewhere more in the middle like she obviously prefers men like she was well con- no, she's dated a woman yeah, i know woman, but she was dating one. around but every time she gets in a serious relationship it's a guy right it's right. It, it's liam whereas kristen stewart has actually been in pretty serious like lo- committed relationships with women and so, with men right yeah yeah but like more like more than miley cyrus has committed mm-hmm. to, to a woman so you know there's this is obviously the this is what we're talking about with the spectrum and a lot of people are on it rather than just like one side or the other, gay or straight. I think being bisexual is kind of just maybe a, a very normal thing. Yeah, yeah for a lot of people. Absolutely. So, anyway, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of uh, sexy things, um, Justin Bieber had a pretty sexy week because Yikes. he went from the. When arms. is he not? When is yeah, his unsexy true. week? That's true. He's, Justin I mean, Bieber just had a really unsexy week this week. He was just, he never turned me on once this week. Well, he's had like pretty much a very sexy month because he went away on that a very sexy, life. sexy vacation yeah, with Sahara Ray and a blonde model called Bronte Blampede. And he Speaking was, of sexy, and Sahara, Sahara was photographed topless on the trip and he was photographed nude on the trip. 
But then he went from that trip into the arms of Sophia Ritchie, who um, was his latest gal pal. And she, you know, very pretty, young. She's 17. She turned 18 today and daughter of Lionel Ritchie. And after spending about, I guess, a week and a half with her, he had to fly over to London to give a concert. And there he hung out with Bronte Blampede, a very, who was one of the blondes who was on the trip with Sahara Ray. Like, oh my God, it's like so, so tangled. You literally whole, need a web. Yes, Someone needs to so draw me a web of this. Tangled. You know, I don't rule out anybody. She sure <laughs> Clearly. does. Clearly. Well, except if they're brunette. Um, <laughs> well, this well, week, I guess. Really, yeah, he used to seem to have a thing just for brunettes well, yeah, that look like Selena. He goes through phases. Yeah, right like now he's, he's in a blonde phase, I would say. Yeah, he's in the blonde period. Right? So now he flew back to L.A. just in time for Sophia Ritchie's birthday. Um, she was spotted out with him yesterday and then spotted at his house. And today's her birthday. Yeah. And so we expect that there's going to be a pretty hot party I tonight. Hope he, I hope he shows up with one single rose like he did for Selena once. Remember when he showed oh, up? Yeah. yeah. He showed yeah. up and surprised her he with like one single rose. like her party. That's like his rose. thing. So I'm when kind she, of hoping that was when she turned 21, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, 18's a big one, too. Just, so. Yeah. Especially <laughs> legally. <laughs> as far as the yes. letter of the law goes. So I don't know if they'll be going to like a club because I'm pretty sure clubs are still 21, but they could do like a house party. Yeah. I mean, a restaurant, 18, right? restaurant party. <laughs> Justin seems to be able to get in the club. Remember when Justin was 19 and he was in New York a ton, yeah. like clubbing? Oh, so uh, yeah. He was like Going skateboarding everybody. through New York. Yes, he was, like shirt- yeah. he was like shirtless <laughs> in a new right. club well, Yeah, every remember night. he went skateboarding in a Hamptons club? Yeah, that's his, that was his thing yeah. for a little while. He was doing ollies. Like, that's every, fine. It's so weird, but yeah, he can get away with it, so he could probably get her in the club. <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. Like, for Selena, we hear that, you know, first she went back to Dallas after she tangled with him on Instagram. If uh, Those of you who remember... Um, he was very upset because his fans were making really mean comments about Sophia. And so he said to them, hey, I'm going to go private on my Instagram if you guys stop, if you guys don't stop saying these mean things. And that if you're really my fans, then you wouldn't be mean to people that I like. And then Selena commented and on his Instagram and said, well, you know, you shouldn't choose your new girlfriend, LOL, over your fans who've supported you for forever. And then he shot back at her, well, you're just accused her of using him for attention then she shot back at him <laughs> and said well that's really surprising coming from someone who cheated and instead of so appreciating like the person who was loving and supportive all along <laughs> like they just went back and forth and back and forth and then the next day she snapchatted that what she'd said was pointless right Bonnie, I'm so impressed that you just said all of that and you remembered every oh. detail. Like it, <laughs> it was very silly impressive. and pointless. Yeah, and then and she kind of, and then she went silent. And he deleted his page. That's right. He yeah. did. He, re- he, he retaliated against his fans because I guess they were still being mean. Selena, she, what a mistake. <laughs> like, why would she wade into the teeth of the believers? Just like, <laughs> kind of happy. Oh, no, 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 no. Fans were, fans were standing by her. That's though. right. You know what, Anna, I noticed all the comments on our YouTube channel when we made several videos about that was all like, Team Selena, Team yeah. Selena. For some Good reason. For her. And when I think it, any rational observer, which is like, not including people who are insane on the internet would <laughs> would believe like Justin is single. They're no longer together. He's doing his own thing. Selena should stop creeping on his Instagram and judging <laughs> his relationships. Like she is clearly in the wrong here. Clearly. She is in the wrong. She was in the wrong to comment. However, I love her, but she's she wrong. was standing up but for she his was fans. Standing up for the fans and for him to say 
that she used him for fame when, let's be honest, he was literally still a baby when she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. So that That's makes right. no sense. Oh, so well, he should have just checked his facts he, and not responded. He put his foot in his mouth big time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but for, Full to She started this shit. Like, she did. You know, she, she did. shouldn't have done that. And then obviously it got ugly on both sides. Like, they both took the low road. You know, it yeah. was... But, you know, here's the, the thing about thing the fans. The his page. Okay, so here's the thing about the fans, though. It was like the team... Team Selena was all up on him in his Instagram. It was all, I love Selena, I love Selena, Team Selena, Team Selena. Selena. Got Selena. Him. Yeah, Selena. but... She's got like 20 million more or more. Like she's got like 99 million. He's got 77. So her fans overtook his fans. Like the fans just went at it. I just it like, can imagine crazy. this fan war. Like, like I know. Run, so no, kids running at each other, Selena so, fans and Justin fans. So no it's like wonder the end he, of 300. he had to delete his Instagram <laughs> because it arrows. was like war between the Beliebers and the Solinators. Okay, but wait, wait. Why why are we taking this giant digression into into like to news that's 10 days old? Okay, Let's, but... the so, present day. But what we're hearing is that poor Selena has just been devastated by this all. And I just can imagine it must be really hard for her here it is, Sophia Ritchie's 18th birthday party. He's going to do something big. On her 21st, he barely... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Showed up. He did fly cross country to see her, but they'd been fighting. He showed up at the last minute with a single rose. And what if he gives Selena some great gifts? She's just going to feel so bad. I feel so bad. I feel feel for Selena. Yeah. I do, but this kind of brings up what we talked about this before a little, Bonnie. Your first love, maybe she just can't, she has to let go of it, and maybe she just can't yet. So maybe it's time. Maybe this will be kind of a push for her to be like, he's moved on for real this time. Maybe it's time she does too. She does need to move on. Yeah. She needs to find someone who's just into her, not into like this week this blonde, this week that blonde. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what Justin's doing. He's young. He's single. He He can date as many girls as he wants. But it's hurting. If it's hurting her, she's got to get over it. You got to. I mean, the first thing that the you, heart wants what the heart wants, <laughs> but you got to go heart. Shut up. Listen, <laughs> Selena, I have some good advice for you. You have to unfollow your exes on yeah. social media sometimes because like if you I mean, this is not with all cases, but in the case where you're really hung up on the person and it's bothering you and it's getting to you and you're doing recursive thinking and it's hurt and you're like checking their page and seeing what they're up to, you got to unfollow. So you just don't like even if you don't want to stalk them, if you are following them, they're going to pop up in your feed and you're going to go down that path again. So you kind of got to just yeah. doesn't Facebook have like a special feature now that you can like exactly, make you sure can that hide them. Yeah, so hide your exes. Yes, and, then, and and like that the, way you don't have to delete them because then it causes like they notice you deleted them. So just hide them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not, I, oh I didn't know God. that about Facebook. Yeah, I, yeah that's I mean, what this, I do. Yeah. Can you do that on Instagram too? That's what yeah. Emily does all the time. Because I always regret <laughs> deleting people because then later you're over it and you're like, oh, we wish we were still friends because I would like to see what you're doing if it's like years later. But like, or like you catch up with them and then they say like, oh, you deleted me on Instagram. Like you know, oh if you go God. to someone's page that's and they're like not a following whole you, level. you can say like Shakespeare didn't have to like worry about these things. Like when Shakespeare was 
was dealing with love and sonnets. He could never hey, Bonnie, have imagined the issues of Bonnie, deleting tell us that from like. your social media. Oh my God. Oh Bonnie remembers my God. When, when you and Shakespeare were kids. Uh, innocent times. Yeah, but I think that's good. I think that's good advice, Gina. I know, I think but seriously, like these are 21st century problems. Yeah, they are. They really are, but it is a problem, especially with like Instagram's new algorithm. It's like the people that you're obsessed with are just going to be popping up in your feed <laughs> over even, and even over more. again. Literally. It's, it's no longer like a timeline Instagram style. Instagram sure should have thought of so, like, that. If My you're not your feed is Nina Dobrev. <laughs> yeah. If you, it is so All Emily sees is Nina Dobrev's butt now <laughs> because she's been looking and looking and looking and looking. No, but if you have an extra obsessed with like, they're all over you on Instagram. You got to unfollow. Now, there, I true. wish there was a feature on Instagram where you could do the same as Facebook, hide, right? Yeah. Where you could hide instead of unfollow. I so, hope you're listening Instagram. Yeah, because I don't, I don't like unfollowing people. You're really people. breaking, yeah. you are making breakups so hard. Yeah, that's really true. They really should come out with that. I mean, that's also would help just for people that are annoying on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, at many purposes, but like getting over your ex. Sometimes like just, you know, when you, even if you've had a falling out with a friend, like you can't follow them anymore. Like you just, because again, it just draws you into their life. Yeah. Okay. Well, from broken hearts to maybe new relationships or at least new hookups, can we, let's talk about Bachelor and and Paradise or whatever. Speaking of first loves. This is, yeah. Speaking of people who need to move on, (laughs) Ashley, I, I just, I can't believe how many times she's cried over Jared. Okay. So if you guys, if you guys somehow didn't miss the didn't see this last season she fell in love with jared on bachelor in paradise jared told her straight up he was not as interested in her so she cried almost the entire season last year like all the time every time i turned it on she was crying Then last season she came back or this season she came back and she said jared and i've been friends all year i'm i'm finally ready to find someone new and she shows up. Jared has gone on a date with someone else. And immediately she starts crying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she says that she's a better match for him. And she knows him better than the other girl does. And she still has hope. She has hold on his mind. She has. She said that she may not. Yes, she may not be making out with him, but she's making out with his mind because that's the better way to stimulate him. Oh, that was yes. her quote. Not yes. mine. It was well thought out. It I was. Say. She really planned that. Or ABC <laughs> did a really great job telling her what to say. Old, Either way. <laughs> <laughs> the brain is the biggest sex orga- organ thing, right? Either way, okay. she's very caught up on Jared, and now it's causing a riff in his new relationship. That's right. So he's very taken with Kayla, who was one of the triple finalists on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor. In fact, like, Ben did it three nights in a row. Yep. Like, did three different women. <laughs> and Kayla, Kayla came in third. Like, that's such a burn. Yeah. He dumped her first. He didn't tell her he loved her. He slept with her and dumped her and sent her off in the car. Beat it, ho. <laughs> it was awful. Basically, that was what I happened. felt so bad for her. And then she was going to be the bachelorette. And then she was dumped from that by popular yeah, demand they were too the fans. Bo- ABC said she was too boring. So they weren't decided not to have her. But we're, it's good that she wasn't the bachelorette. No, because, because... Yes, okay, but wait. We'll get to that in a second. So anyway, Jared is totally taken with her the moment she appears on the show. And he immediately, like, starts hanging out with her. And, like, within one date, he's telling her he loves her, he loves to kiss her, like, he wants to be with her all the time. He just wants to spend time with her. And she can't make up her mind. She gets... This new guy, Brett, arrives... And her head like spins. It's like that the, <laughs> the demonic, exorcist. the exorcist. Yeah, her head just spins to look at Brett. And and Brett asks her out, and she's like, 
oh, yes, I want to go. No, I don't want to go. Yes, I want to go. No, I want to go. And yes, we're not, I we're go. not no. talking about within a couple days she's thinking of this. She says yes, and then they take two steps into the sand, and she's like, wait, no, I don't want to. Wait, then yes, she goes, I do. Yeah, and then she goes to talk to Jared, and Jared tells her, again, how much he loves her, and she shouldn't go, and they should just spend time together. And she goes, okay, no, I'm not going to go. And then she... Like takes two steps. He goes, "Yes, I will go." <laughs> no, I won't go. Yes, I will go. It's a woman of two it minds. In, it was insane. So we are so glad she did not become bachelor. And so are all the fans. Imagine if she had to choose between twenty-five <laughs> men. What if she went through this before every rose ceremony? <laughs> oh my god, it'd be hours, hours. <laughs> the editing. Those yeah, four there's already so many hours is, of that show. Yeah, this she, show she, is like The Bachelor meets <laughs> Temptation Island. Yes, exactly. Like. That's exactly what it is. It's just a bunch of single people who didn't make it on Bachelor and Bachelorette, <laughs> trying to find love again but in a paradise. Lot of them do. There are some success stories. Well, yes. Jade and Tanner. And Jade was like one of the finalists for Chris Soul's season until he found out her she had nude photos. Oh, Playboy. Some more nude photos. <laughs> nude photos for Playboy. And then he dumped her like a hot tamale. I remember that. <laughs> like a hot tamale. Yes. That's not that's not an idiom. That's not an expression. Dumped her like a hot tamale. It was terrible. <laughs> he just dropped it like take, it's hot. I think that's what you meant. Dropped it like it's hot. He couldn't take her home to Iowa because she had naked. Photos. Yeah, he didn't want her his like parents who probably don't have internet to see. <laughs> oh, whoa, burn. Where's my where's my cow sound effects? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, are we done with this? Have you guys, okay, have you but, guys said we need to say? Okay, so Kayla couldn't make up her mind at all. But meanwhile, she ends up finally going off for the afternoon with Brett. So that leaves Ashley with her chance to sink her <laughs> nails back into Jared. And she said, yes, now I've got my time. And mm-hmm. she obviously thought she could turn his head against Kayla while Kayla was gone. But it didn't work. She told him, Kayla's a robot. But apparently that wasn't enough. <laughs> she literally said that, that she's a robot and that she's not awesome. But Jared was still very into her. I know, Kayla and as soon back. as Kayla came back, he went racing over to her like a little puppy dog. I just want Ashley to find love. I think she's going to. I hear that Wells is coming and that they might have a connection. Oh, and we better. all liked Wells. On, she um, better. I can't watch her cry one more time. But I have to say, she must wear some real great mascara because she never has running <laughs> mascara. True, you're has. right. I know. I'm saying, how has no mascara picked her up yet you're for right. some endorsements? There's a silver lining yeah. in every story. <laughs> I'm glad this okay, has a happy finally, ending. But finally, because this was kind of unbelievable. Like, it's so... It, 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 she's... Okay, Jared is so bad too. So when Kayla comes back, you know, they do their kissy making up thing, him and Kayla, and then she went off to do something. And so that's when uh, Ashley took the opportunity to put whisper into Jared's ear. Well, I hear she's really not that into you and that she's just kind of (laughs) using you. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that around here. And, of course, the only person saying that is it's her. her. <laughs> and so Jared goes and finds Kayla and then goes and tells her. Every season has a villain, right? <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like he was so transparent. He yeah. goes, I, you know, some people are saying that you're just using me and you're not that into me. And, and Kayla's she, a smart girl. I know. She immediately goes, did Ashley say that? <laughs> so this week, this week ended with Ashley and, then and he Kayla. Admi- he admitted that it was Ashley. This week ended with Ashley and Kayla throwing it down, and we're going to see more of that next right. week. Well, you know who has found love is Laird Hamilton and Gabrielle Reese. I think we should, <laughs> we should, those two, those, whoa, those two know how to do it, right? Yes. Throw it to Gab. Okay. All right, we 
are back with a very special guest. We have Gabrielle Reese in the studio, one of the greatest volleyball players of all time, a world champion, and just a very interesting human being, model, actress, um, just mother. Um, and we have so much to talk to her about. Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, now, right off the top, I want to get to what we are here to talk about. Dory, can you set this up a little bit for us? Oh, this is Sorry, this is Dory Larby, our beauty editor. Hey, guys. Yeah, we definitely want to know about your life. And we just heard that you got knee replacement surgery. So obviously, being a professional athlete takes a toll on your body. So we want to know you're working with the new program called Choices Matter. So please explain and tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. I just, uh, you know, I got a, my knee replaced three months ago. And my husband, he's also an athlete. He got his hip replaced the same day. We did a, uh, a twofer with our doctor. And so it was, it was pretty brutal. But going in, you know, you're afraid about not only recovering, but then what about the pain medication afterwards? So after I got the surgery, I was approached to do talk about this campaign, Choices Matter, because uh, what they do is they're sort of really trying to encourage the patient with, they have a great website called Plain, Pain, excuse me, planagainstpain.com. And what that is, is you can go on there and see um, there's a survey and then you can print out questionnaires and bring to your doctor if they're going to have to face some sort of soft tissue or orthopedic uh, elective surgery. And what people start to realize is between suffering and a lot of pain and opioids is a big universe of non-opioid drugs that can make people feel really comfortable that are available that they can get and put as part of their plan in the surgery. So I feel like a big advocate of that because I, I see that, you know, the studies show one in 10 people uh, in, inadvertently will get either addicted to or dependent on opioids. Wow, that's and scary. they prescribe 70 million patients a year. It's really overprescribed. Um, I've actually dealt with some of this, like personally, like someone very close to me had an injury, and it just went down the slippery slope yep. of like dependence for the pain, and then it became recreational, and then it just yep. turned into the pain. You know, the the injury was long over, and what was left yep. was this drug addiction that was worse than the injury in the first place. Yes, and that's that's really why I got involved because as an athlete, I've seen other friends uh, athletes, and people sometimes think, oh, addiction, and it's a dark secret, and it's some uh, people are bad if they do it. They don't have a choice. It happens. It doesn't pick you because of your gender or your age or ethnicity. It's disease. Exactly. So I just thought it was a great message for people because, I, and I'm a patient myself right now, I'm going through it. I grinded through it more with less, uh, I used a, a little bit in the hospital of a very strong anti-inflammatory with a pain reliever. But when I got out, I mean, it was tough, but people don't have to make it that tough. There is something in between. They even have like really cool options where, for example, on the place of the surgery, on the incision, they can inject um, a, a drug that keeps the area numb for 24 to 72 hours, which for a lot of people is the most critical time and mm -hmm. the worst time for the pain. And then just give them a really stiff anti-inflammatory after that. And they're okay. So there's all these options. So that's why I got involved. And, and like I said, I'm kind of in the thick of it now and, and breaking up scar tissue and PT and suffering through it and crying in my closet occasionally. Um, and it's obviously very different for my husband. He got his hip done, which is much easier than the knee. So is it, it a hip? Way easier. It's for whatever reason. I mean, it was sort of our strategy going in because I thought, oh, he'll feel good. And the sport he does he can is, take care of you. is quite dangerous. 
So he'll look and be like, I'm doing good. Look at her. Mm -hmm. But then he'd also be able to sort of understand what was going on. So um, it's just, it's a great, you know, it's a great service for people. They can go to planagainstpain.com, take the survey, print it out. And the other thing is people are intimidated by their doctors because they're busy guys or girls. Mm -hmm. And uh, they see a lot of people, but they can just take that five minutes and say, hey, what about a plan after surgery mm -hmm. to deal with my pain that is not an opioid? And there's and there's a lot. And the doctors are having the conversation too, to your point, because we all know somebody that this is affected. So that's why I'm here. I actually have a torn MCL right now that I need to get surgery on. And I was really looking forward to my um, pain medicine <laughs> addiction. But you're no, saying maybe just, I should... And just having an unravel your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking to completely your job. come undone. No more yeah. podcasts. You, no, you have a good job. Yeah. You, you got it going right now. Yeah, rock bottom is, <laughs> you know, a comeback story. <laughs> no, so you're saying, so if I go to the site, I should maybe do a little planning at a time. I mean, I'm not prone. I'm not really into this. So I don't think this would be for me, but... It wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt, right, to no. make a plan you regardless. You, you mean you're not into having a plan, or you're not? A, you're not an addict. You no, yeah, an I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like an addictive personality. But, but you, see, we don't you would know. never know. You yeah. know. Even if, even if, let's say, I'm the same with you. I'm very linear. I have never like alcohol, all that stuff. But this stuff is locks into your, you know, your brain neuroreceptors quite perfectly. So it just depends. People, yeah, people don't realize like chemically, this is like. All, it's basically heroin, it, and well, it's it it's the most addictive thing you could possibly put in your body. And I mean, that's yeah. why it's such an effective painkiller. But right. and, uh, it, and it's relatively cheap. That's the thing. And so the doctors are encouraged to say, "Hey, keep your patients out of pain," which I appreciate. But the other side of that is is inadvertently now we have this uh, these other issues. But I think what's what is funny to me is you have people saying, "I'm going to go into surgery," and they had the expectation to have zero pain. That's not the case. You're going obviously. into surgery. Mm -hmm. Like, and a little pain is good. It's like, hey, over here, maybe yeah. sit down now. So that's the other part of it is I want to encourage people, don't be afraid of a little bit of pain, but pain is personal. Some people can take more than others. Pain is your body telling you that something is up and yeah. needs to be addressed. And if you're going to mask that, you might be down the road to more injuries and yeah. more pain medicine, And right? Exactly. So it's just, it's just like this whole... I don't know. It just balls up on you, right? It does. And, and, and it is a little more cost up front for the hospitals. But what they've done is they've had a couple hospitals have been doing it for two years is that it, they're, they're finding out it's about a $300 extra kind of cost up front per patient to do the non-opiates. But then it's about a $1,600 savings on the back end, either on, uh, you know, complications from the opiates readmittance and all these other things. Yeah, I wish we would think of healthcare in those terms more often about upfront costs versus long-term costs. Yeah. We just aren't good at that as like a society and we waste billions yeah. uh, with this kind of problem. Now, you mentioned something I was I'm interested in. Okay. Your, your, um, uh, Gabby, your husband, you mentioned yes. the great big wave surfer, uh, one of the great legends of surfing of all time, Laird Hamilton, a man who I would have to say, I don't even really understand how he's still alive. <laughs> considering what he does for a living like there's no reason he should be alive How, are you when you when he gets dragged into a 50-foot wave by a skidoo or whatever yeah. are you like i don't know if they call it skidoos see what what is it no i'm just kidding Ski -doo? whatever just a ski you know <laughs> I a, work, guy, a guy would tell his partner they wouldn't be like hey could you pick me up with the skidoo <laughs> okay i work in an office Jazz i'm not i'm not out there on the waves believe me i've asked we don't a go few outside. times like when they go out on the big surf, some of the white water just to even get out is, you know, 30 so feet high. Crazy. Or and I say to that, Laird, I go, do you guys like, if, if you're driving the ski, would your partner go behind you and hold your waist? He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. They stand on either side of go, their ski do and wow. go, go a little closer to the mic so we can hear okay. you on, on this. I'm, I'm just, am I'm, I, am I surprised he's alive? Yes. 
Because I am. Well, you know, the thing you have to realize is it's it's kind of like guys that do uh, ski jumping or vert ramping. It started with a six-inch wave and then right. it went to a one-foot. Yes. This is, you're talking about a singular focus of somebody and who is who Laird always says, you know, listen, it's easy to die. Try living as hard. And so he, he is as gets as prepared as he can be. Um, he's as serious about it as he can be, right. but he also understands that it's dangerous. So that's the great thing is he hasn't sort of gone like, Oh yeah, I got this. He's incredibly respectful of the ocean and knows like it just takes that long for something to go wrong. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, his preparation is like unmatched. I mean, this is no accident. He's like one of the world's top athletes, but do yeah. you ever be like, all right, Laird, like <laughs> you've proven everything you ever, you can ever prove. Like maybe it, it's, you can retire at some point. No, it's his passion though. That's the thing. It, Laird isn't doing it. Like last year, for example, we live on Kauai six months of the year. He foiled, hydrofoiled probably 70 days of the, of the winter. And wait, what does that explain that? So the hydrofoil is about a four foot, uh, hydrofoil that you, they ride on a board that looks like either like a small surfboard or wakeboard and then they have snowboard boots that are have quick release bindings that are on on the board right okay and so they actually get to fly they get dropped off by the ski they have speed and then they're actually above the water sort of like america's cups boats you know how those go okay. up yeah, so yeah. he's riding waves now like that and my point is is that nobody's future nobody's filming it no and he does it because of his true love he's been doing it for years but they talk about it's the most efficient way to, to ride a wave. So if here's right. a guy who's spent how many time, you know, years surfing. So for them to have a new thing um, is exciting. So I would be more afraid to live with Laird if he did not surf. Because he'd be like, what would he do with himself? He's one of those guys who has to go out would be and conquer the world. And remember, we have three daughters. So he is not only surrounded by women on land, <laughs> and he loves women, but um, he would be just psycho to live with if he didn't get in the water do you got i mean what's up with your super babies by the way <laughs> since you guys are both like oh gosh top there's athletes no in such a, thing. there's no such thing really no maybe a little but not a really. little bit right we're still trying to get them like did you brush your teeth say please look at them in the eyes you know we have a little bit of that still going but listen they're you know they're big strong girls are yeah. they interested in following the professional sports path or are they, do they care about sports they, they're very active and they enjoy sports. Our oldest is in university and she's bright and using her mind to make a living. Laird and I didn't, we joke, we didn't have that option. You know, we sort of played our, our cards that we had. Which was winning, which by the way, the cards you have is winning the genetic lottery, right? That's what <laughs> oh. professional sports is. It's the <laughs> Yes, but you, you know, when you're younger and you, you're, you know, neither one of us came from, Laird grew up with an outhouse. Like none of us, if I didn't get a scholarship, my family couldn't have afforded to put, send me to college so it's like you go okay i'm gonna just i'll do that and yeah. then it leads you down the path to other things right you kind of go well this is really fun yeah and whatever but um i think the girls are you know, listen they're very active the younger two are, are you know active and big and strong and, and we'll see you know it's one of those things like if you push them as a parent especially someone who knows what it takes it's never going to happen it really has to be something they're fired up on and yeah. uh that's why i laugh when i see like the 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 parents like of soccer kids, like six years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the um, soccer moms. One percent of all kids leaving uh, high school will get a, a college scholarship, and one percent of those will become pro athletes. So sometimes I just want to say to them, let them have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, especially you know? in the sport like soccer or basketball or football, where it's like everyone competes in these sports and it's the best of the best of the best. Yes. And you go through like hundreds of weeding out processes. Yeah. But the cool thing about like surfing or something like that is that a lot of it is up to the amount of personal gumption you have. There isn't this like 
decided route you have to take to become a professional That's surfer. Right. You can follow this path. And I mean, volleyball is not is like somewhere in between because there isn't like beach volleyball at everyone's high school. It's something right. that you have to follow on your own as a passion yeah. outside of like the, those normal sports channels. Right. That's right. I mean, I had to move when I uh, finished college in Florida. I moved to California to pursue a career in professional volleyball, because if you wanted to, you either lived in California or. I mean, you were Brazilian and you lived in Brazil. It's like skateboarding, it. right? You got to go where the sunshine and the, and the surf <laughs> and is. That's right. And there's nowhere else to do right. it. If you want to be a real surfer, you live in Australia, Hawaii, California. I mean, these or are... Or wakeboarder, Florida, right? That's there's right. these places that you have to go to. You have to go. And it's also because of the other talent is there. So if you're going to continue to learn and grow and check out equipment and all that, especially in those kind of sports, that's the other reason to go there. Because you're not then functioning in a vacuum. When did you know that you were the best at volleyball? Out of everyone. You're like, there's a lot of people who play volleyball. No. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm the I, best at I, volleyball. I think I... What? I, yeah, no. I don't think you ever feel that you're the best at anything. I think you start to feel like you're pretty proficient at what you do. And you have to remember, I think what was interesting for me as an athlete is I met Laird when I was 25. And so... He, living with an athlete like that, you start thinking you're actually not that athletic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I should work harder. Mm -hmm. um, his relationship with his sport, uh, he was always much more confident uh, about his understanding of surfing than I was about volleyball. So it's always been interesting to live with someone like that for a really long time and think, I got to get it together. Like, I got to work wow. hard. I got to get going. And Do you think, is that like the imposter syndrome? Like, everyone has that? No matter what your level, you always feel like you're not as great as everyone says or that you but have But you're some... not, right? We're never as great as people say we are, nor are we probably ever as awful. And I think it's important that you you kind of don't buy into that and you because you know as a person, you know all your weaknesses and you just go, okay, I'm going to try my best. Um, but certain athletes, I think they struggle with it less. I, I think I probably struggled with it more because I came in late and I used to joke like even in college, I just used my athleticism, but I didn't always know exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Where someone like Laird or an athlete like Laird, let's say, or maybe a Tiger Woods. Mm -hmm. or, these are people who have a different intimate understanding about what they're doing because Laird designs his boards. He understands about, you know, current and waves and his, so, so it's, it's a different type of understanding and mm -hmm. it's been a lifelong, it was started at two years old. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I'm sure Roger Federer, when he goes out and plays tennis, his understanding of what he's able to do. Um, but it's interesting because once in a while, if you get hurt or you feel off beat, then doubt does creep in. Like, oh, maybe I can't do it anymore. Maybe, you know, it's just all that human stuff in athletics. Do you feel like in, I feel like in sports, one of the weird things is, actually, this is true in entertainment too, but it's like, what have you done for me lately? Yes. You always get judged on whatever your last competition was. Like, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of professional fighting. And every time oh. someone wins a uh, like an MMA fight, yeah. they're the greatest fighter. Every time they lose, oh, he was never good. Yeah. He wasn't, he got lucky. Those, you know, it's. But it's, sometimes the people that talk about it, sometimes some of them know some of them don't know that much about it so they just jump on that popular shift um I, even for example you know talking about tennis i was watching roger federer play against novak and you you realize like he he's maybe two or three years older but the announcers kept saying i mean you know that shot he still has that shot at 35 or whatever and they just kept saying pretty good the guy's got any and i thought how is it from one year to the next or just two or three years older than the guy he's playing all they can talk about is this guy's age. A tennis, though, man, there is that drop-off point, though. You see why analysts get into that because it's... Yeah, but... 
I mean, it's crazy. But it's it's a, a bit brutal, I think. Um, but that's why the athletes have to have the understanding for themselves. Because if you expect, it's like you guys know this from what you do. If you expect the outside world to be in agreement or understand where you're at or whatever, that's not really. You just have to perform. And if you don't, you understand the consequences of that. And you just hope they have really good friends and and family and and you're you know. But there's a time and a place, and 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 I think it's really important if athletes can see when to gracefully sort of move on because there's nothing worse i think than staying too long i think that's tough yeah i mean unless you just straight love it like i have a friend who played in the nhl for 26 years he would have continued on he just loved it and he and he's a badass guy so why not i say that that's that's a great attitude unless you're a professional football player or a fighter then you yeah. want to know when Save to close it down because the brain is become but brain. in your sport right you're not really taking headshots <laughs> i mean you're diving in the sand but there's no Listen, that's sissy stuff. Like, <laughs> like you said, football, Lowen. fighting. I mean, your your melon. That's everything. Yeah. Right. That, the I, Dave Mira was a very dear friend of Larry's yes. and I. So, you know, you're talking about other. You're talking about life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And these, you know, these are these are other conversations. And these athletes put themselves through things so completely different than an athlete like myself or a tennis player or you know even i mean basketball players it's rigorous but you're not smacking your melon no. in your head and the consequences of missing a shot aren't you know you s- get dropped down 10 20 feet so yeah you're right about that it, it's it's when is it time that it's going to now affect the whole rest of your life yeah and the more we find out about it the scary it is this whole cte stuff yeah. and everything we understand what was the point where you under when you started to realize in your career like um, wow, like everyone knows who I am. Like I'm super famous for playing volleyball oh. now. Did you, because I'm sure when you got into it, you didn't realize it was going to become this mainstream thing. And then you crossed over to become this like America's sweetheart volleyball player star. Was Were you surprised that you're like, I've just been out here in the sand, like doing this thing I love. And now, every, now everyone cares about this. You know, I think I actively tried to get a positive attention for beach volleyball because the platform's so small. But if you want to know the truth, it's when I started doing like MTV sports or television, it's probably almost before you were born, um, that people are like, oh, you're that girl. So it was a very interesting thing for me where I could spend hours training, playing, competing, something that was really real. But people would see me for seven minutes on TV and that in a way on pop culture wise and, you know, being recognized was more effective than any of that. Totally. So it was a it was a lesson in trying to combine you know, be authentic and really do the work. But listen, if, if going over here and doing that interview or playing that game or doing that TV show allows you to do what you really want to do, then okay, so be it. You're kind of like the Ronda Rousey of volleyball. I and mean, for a lot of people, there's probably... Except I'm like 20 years older than Ronda Rousey. Well, you did it before she did. But for a lot of people, I think there's one volleyball player and it's you. Well, right? I think now, you know, Misty and Carrie obviously have definitely are in especially with the olympics and carrie i just saw carrie walsh jennings right before she left yeah uh, she left two days ago they're exciting <laughs> yeah so misty's done but carrie's continued on um i think they're they're volleyball players that uh, for obvious reasons but yes i have had the good fortune of being associated with volleyball and and a lot of it comes like i said from that song and dance that i've done outside of the game and you're still doing it thanks for coming right I, <laughs> thanks yeah. for being here you know listen i for me it was always about um you know, once I stopped playing ball, it was like communicating kind of more about taking care of yourself and finding ways and even doing that with Laird because what you realize from your sport that your sport ultimately gives you besides those opportunities 
is if you can get in that track of kind of living a good life and, you know, exercise and eating well and feeling good, that's, that's a pretty great thing. And you're still living that life. Yeah, because once you do it, I think you go, it's worth maintaining and keeping it. So we train hard and, and Laird is still doing his thing. So remember, even though I'm retired from the game, I live with somebody who is actively pursuing his passion. Excuse me, he's making you like run sand hills and stuff with him and yeah, you, do you his, think I'm his training. You think I'm kidding. Like the day, I, like I said, he got his hip done the same day I got my knee. He waited for me to wake up. He went in at seven. Mm. I went at 830. He was out of the hospital at three o'clock and, you know. I can't believe he's getting his hip replaced and then going back out there. Like, I don't know. It's what? hardcore. Is it? He's so hardcore. No, hardcore would be that guy on land. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be, that would be, and I think that's what I really, what people, you know, they can say what, you know, oh, Laird, he's, you know, crazy or whatever. But the thing I've actually learned to really love is that how much he loves what he does. Yeah. He it's, just loves it. Nobody gets great at it. It's like the Mal- Malcolm Gladwell theory of genius. Like genius is about passion. Yeah. And if you don't have passion, if you're not an obsessive, you're, you're never going to be great because you have to be single-minded about one thing. You have to be a specialist and you have to be kind of nuts about it. Yeah. And, but, the, but the other side of that conversely can be how that, that can actually ruin your life, right? So I've always found the athletes or artists or writers or whatever – however people express their passions, um, the ones who are still trying to like balance life, you know, like my husband's will pick up my daughter. He's watching my daughters right now. So here's somebody who is so singularly focused, but he's still trying to participate in real life, Yeah, (laughs) which is hard to do. And would you also say that like Laird found you and, and maybe a lot of women or just whoever, you know, wouldn't understand this mindset of his yeah. and like, or his or the, your mindset. Is that why you guys work? Because you have this synergy about understanding being obsessed with a specific discipline and doing it for your whole life to yeah. be the greatest. I think, I think that is definitely part of it. I think, um, Laird knows that I, I will only want to encourage his passion. I always say he has a girlfriend, she's big and blue. And anytime she calls, (laughs) I'll pack his bag for him. Yeah. And I, and I think that's essential is that you're, can be in a marriage where you can still be who you are. Um, I used to feel kind of bad, like, oh, I'm big. I have a strong opinion. And with Laird, I feel quite feminine and, and, you know, always like the calm, not, not intense one. Like around him, I'm like, they're like, oh, that Gabrielle's so chill, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you are pretty chill. But that's, yes, I have my moments, right? So I, I think it's that. And, and listen, he grew up on an island. I grew up in the Caribbean. We have some other uh, common threads that that have, you know, binded us all these years. But um, yeah, it helps to understand that someone, they need to go for it. Do you guys enjoy watching sports on TV? Like, are you going to watch the Olympics? Are you obsessed with that type of thing? I enjoy watching um, sports. Laird is more of like a guy who would rather watch a science channel or, you know, talk about weather. Like one time we were watching something and he's like, oh, these these man-on-man sports. And I'm like, did he really just say that? (laughs) But I think both of us, who doesn't love watching people pursue, you know, put it, you know what? They're putting their ass on the line. Mm -hmm. They're saying, I really want to do this. And if I don't, it's going to hurt. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be disappointed. And so I, I want to support anyone who's willing to do that. And so both of us, I enjoy it. But I think I enjoy it more than watching sports. He's kind of a do guy. Like, Does it make you want to, like, work out more when you watch? No. I, listen, I'm pacing myself for this marathon. Like, I'm not, like... The marathon of life? Yes. Yeah. I'm not... I got, I got three kids. Like, I, I got, got a new stuff. knee. I got to relax like a little bit. Well, no, but it's just everything has its time and place. And, and so you watch it. But, yeah, certainly you kind of go, well, maybe I could just be a little bit better tomorrow, you know? 
Mm, that's, that's so exciting. You guys have such an interesting relationship. I just, I don't know. It's so, so amazing. And it's so cool that you have three kids to now t- teach these skills to. Like, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, I had a great dad who taught me how to throw a football and hit a home run and, and shoot a three-pointer and all this stuff. But, you know, it was very like, it was not like he was a specialist in any of these things. Did his best, but. But you'd be surprised that what your dad did for you is probably not going to be so dissimilar that what Laird does for our children. Because at the end, you're the dad, right? So all you're really trying to do is encourage your kids to figure out who they are. And yes, they are watching Laird. Laird is an example to them. Um, I always say kids don't listen, they watch. So we are examples to them. But ultimately, what your parents tried to do for you is probably not that different than what we're trying to finagle and pull off with our own kids. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you hear that, mom? Good job, good job, mom. <laughs> okay, Bobby just said that you were as good a mom as she as she is. She's That's probably amazing. Probably better. Listen, I no. have yes, I have so many. You know, there's days you go to bed and you go, I don't know, like who's I'm responsible. Oh my goodness, you know, like was I mean enough? Was I too mean? You know, you just you're always feeling that way. Mom, oh. mom struggles. It's universal. Amen. Is Drake booting us? Are we done? What do we else do we have going on? I don't know. Keep talking forever. No, no. Um, Dory, what else you got? I don't know. We went we went through so we much. Let's talk. Um, let's uh, wrap up, though, with one more time. Let's talk about uh, what we're here for. So it, it's called Choices Matter. And, and because I'm a patient at the moment and always a student, it's just a, a, an initiative to empower patients to ask questions. They can go to planagainstpain.com. They have a survey there. They can print it, take it to their doctor and um, and ask the questions about is there something that can make me feel good and comfortable while I'm recovering that's not uh, an opioid. Amen. Uh, Gabby, this was like a real honor. I don't know. Oh, so, thank you such, so such much. an honor so to meet you. Thank you. I think collectively I'm the same. I, all three of you are the, my age together. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. It's not true. But you look better that. than all of us combined. <laughs> yeah, so I okay. know. Oh, that, that body. Jeez. 